Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. My name is Adrian. I'm Stormy. And welcome back. This is week two of Paranormal Horror Month. We, uh, I made a joke to Stormy. I was like, maybe we should do like cursed, we should have named this like cursed objects because we're watching Shudder this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it focuses a lot on like a camera and photography, but it's not really like a, like one singular object like last week, but that would have been a fun theme. I mean, she does like travel via the camera. Right. That she bought him in like all the way back to America. So kind of. I don't know. This is the first time watch for me. Stormy recommended this. Brought it to the table, girl. Um, so, I mean, did you watch this like back when it first came out? Oh, yeah. This is one of my many stars watches. <laughs> oh, from stars. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love that. I love watching new horror movies, especially when they're pretty, pretty good. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I really enjoyed it. I feel like it's aged pretty well. The only thing that I like laughed at kind of hard is like the CGI with the windows or anything with broken glass is a little sketchy. Um, But (laughs) otherwise, I feel like it's a I feel like it's good. It's held up pretty well, I would say. I mean, it's from 2008. And yeah, I mean, besides some of the the CGI looking a little funny at times, I mean, I can easily like look past cgi mm-hmm. in a movie that's you know i mean now 14 years old yeah that's crazy to think about i feel like um the main actor joshua jackson he looks the same to me like 14 years ago he looks the same age as he does now what is something recent that he's been in um most recently he has been in uh a few different things nothing that i have seen the last thing i remember seeing him in is unbreakable kimmy schmidt on netflix before that I mean, as far as I know, the only thing before that was this movie. So, hmm. but he's been in a lot of stuff since then. Just nothing that I really have any interest in. So, let me look him up. But I do know him from um, Dawson's Creek. Obviously, that's where I know him from. And Urban Legend. He has like a small role in Urban Legend from back in the day. And I mean, I know we're early into this episode, y'all. But I would fuck him. He looks very fuckable in this movie. I feel like times. let's get it. He's in Scream too. Yeah, he's. In the classroom. He's one of the film students. Oh. Yeah, he's the one that talks to Mickey about, like, The Godfather. Love he was that. big in the 90s. Dawson's Creek was, I mean, I didn't watch it, but it was big in the 90s. So he was everywhere. That's why he was an urban legend and Scream 2. Like, he was popping up all over the place back then. Hmm. I'm trying to find something that I would know him from. I didn't really watch Dawson's Creek. I think he was, like, the bad boy alternative to Dawson and like, the love triangle. You know these shows always have a love triangle. So he was always kind of hot to me, just because I remember he was like not James Vanderbeek. He's Canadian. Yeah, but all James Vanderbeek is very hot these days. He's also very hot. That cast has aged well. I feel like I go to Dawson's Creek. Not a starting. I've never talking about Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I've never seen it. I only know like the theme song. I know nothing about it except for like the one meme of the main character like crying. Oh, I don't even know that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on Hold like, on. I don't know any memes from that show. I, my cousin used to watch it like religiously. I feel like you would know it if you saw it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't remember anybody besides the two <laughs> the two men. The main character. Oh, you mean actual Dawson. Actually, yeah. Dawson. I don't know why I thought of like a woman when you said the main character. I forgot that it's fucking called Dawson's Creek. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know that meme. Um, 
But yeah, Shudder, really interesting. Um, nice little spin. Again, I know last week we said that we were attempting our best to like try to avoid like the haunted house subgenre of this subgenre of paranormal horror films. So this kind of lends itself to that. Um, we're looking at a J-horror film, uh, which is nice. And this is one of the few that I haven't seen, of you know, the American remake version of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was pretty pretty nice. I like it. I, again, I love J-horror. Um, we talked you know, pretty extensively in the last episode, too, about two other J-horror movies that kind of fall within this realm. Right. Uh, so it's nice. I like the... I like when like horror kind of looks into like the technical aspects of things, mm-hmm. like the camera and all that. Like it was really cool. I enjoyed it. I feel like J horror is something that's not talked about enough in like mainstream media, um, especially now. Especially getting it away from like the boom of the oh yeah, like we the early had 2000s. like yeah the early two thousands when Grudge came out, Ring came out, like um, Pulse, One Miss Call, right. Shutter, all these, yeah. Like, we just had, like you said, a set of, like, probably, what, five years where everything was boom, 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 one after another. And then just, I feel like recently we've had a, another boom. Um, I'm trying to think when. They tried to remake The Grudge again a couple years ago. Yeah. It wasn't There was good. an attempt at reviving, like, the Americanized like uh well rings too they did like rings a couple years ago too to kind of keep up with that franchise and keep it moving but that also wasn't good mm-hmm. but i haven't seen those two movies either so i'm just basing it off of what people said <laughs> online I feel like we're basing it off of other people's opinions yeah pretty and much yeah i feel like there's an attempt um but i wish people gave j-horror more time for sure yeah i mean i definitely within the horror community i think a lot of us are i mean obviously you know like those movies again were especially for us like millennials, like those were our bread and butter growing up. Like those were the movies that quite literally sent like chills down my spine as a kid. Oh, I still think about The Grudge and The Ring almost daily. Yeah, like they, again, like those were the movies that scared me as a kid, probably the most. We talked about it when we were watching this movie, but like there was a scene in The Grudge where like the little boy is sitting beside, um, I think it's a bathtub. Oh, (laughs) He's what? Her name is Naomi Watts, the main the oh. actress. In the movie. <laughs> oh, but yeah, when he's in the bathtub, okay. Like you. he's sitting next to the bathtub, and then he like just turns around, and he's like meowing, and his mouth is fucking giant, terrifying. I've every time my child is like talking to me but not looking at me, I'm terrified that that's gonna happen to me. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Naomi Watts is in The Ring. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in The Grudge. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because. That scene is terrifying, but I always think of the scary four or the scary movie four version of that scene where like the the guy's in there and he's like beating him up and like <laughs> trying to drag him back in the water. I don't think <laughs> I've with, seen that. It's scary movie four. I don't think I've seen four. What? It's so it's funny. I mean, it thinks front of the grudge pretty much. And War of the Worlds. I think the last one that I watched was three because three is the one with like. The aliens that pee out of their fingers yeah, and stuff. Right? Which makes fun of uh, The Ring, pretty much. and The Ring and um, Signs. Signs, yeah. And then the fourth one makes fun of The Grudge and War of the Worlds, primarily. A little bit of Saw Is in that one, Yeah, too. because doesn't that one start out with um, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil and... <laughs> and Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Yeah. But I think of that version where he's like trying to drown the kid again and he pops up and starts doing the... <laughs> I think I think we tried to watch that when I first moved to Vegas and I got too high. Oh, we fell asleep. asleep. We came home. No, this was like on one of your like random expeditions up here. Oh, was it? Because we had gone trip? out. It was like a late night where we came back home oh, okay. one night. We're like, let's put on scary movie four. And yeah, Stormy was <laughs> asleep <out>. before <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal cut off. <laughs> 
But I didn't last much long after that either. But yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So if you don't remember it clearly, I definitely want to watch it with you then. That one's very funny. <laughs> They're all funny to me, really. Except for I think for the five. third one's my I don't favorite. That one. I don't think I. What is number five making? Fun that of? one has Ashley Tisdale. Um. I know they make fun of like Black Swan and Mama. I don't enjoy Ashley Tisdale oh, wow. as a person. You don't like Sharpay Evans? No. <gasps> I don't like High School Musical. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Which. Sharpay lends herself to gay men, I guess, perhaps, more than anything. I guess. Because um, I love her. I think she just reminds me too much of, like, people who bullied me in high school. I mean, yeah, fair, truly. Yeah. I mean, again, as, like, a little queer boy, you know, any form of, like, shade that I got growing up mm-hmm. was, like, everything to me. Because it's kind of weird that, like, inherently, without even having any idea of, like, queer culture, like, the fact that I was drawn to, like, shady people and, like, people reading people... Like, yeah. it's just kind of crazy that I was drawn to, like, that type of dynamic without even knowing that that's, like, a, a part of queer culture and queer right. history, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, I definitely was a vibe with her. I also just her. don't like, I don't like her character in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. What? You don't like Maddie? No. Were you more I think of I a, just don't like Ashley Tissot. Yeah, I guess you just don't like her. She's all over TikTok now, uh, still mm, getting millions of views. <laughs> I always say that I'm not interested. <laughs> I love Ashley Tisdale. I loved Maddie. I loved Maddie because she was like the representation of like the poor people. Oh yeah. You know, poor people in mm, comparison to all these people yeah. living in the in this fancy ass hotel. Mm-hmm. So I always enjoyed her for that. But I liked I mean not to get into fucking Zach and Cody. <laughs> we need a pop culture podcast or something. But I liked the dynamic of like, you know, the skinny blonde girl being the one oh, who yeah. was less than fortunate and you know, they had an Asian woman and Brenda Song being the rich person. So I kinda liked that dynamic i just really enjoyed them i like the idea but i also haven't keep in mind i haven't watched any of it since i was a child so maybe like adult me has grown (laughs) i would see myself in her or something but there's one particular episode where london had to stay the night with maddie at her Mm -hmm. like apartment building Mm -hmm. and it's very funny obviously but like just the dynamic and her being able to see where maddie comes from was like for me as a kid i was like oh wow i love this (laughs) Scene. But she, I don't remember Scary Movie 5 that well. I don't remember. Th- I only m- remember one particular scene where she's trying to like trigger warning. She's like n- trying to make herself throw up for like, you know, it's yeah. Black Swan. So like they're trying to look good for this recital or whatever. Right. And she's like forcing herself to throw up. And then it's just like one lone Cheerio in the <laughs> toilet. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. That's one thing is like Scary Movie, which they. They started in the early two in the early two thousands, where like obviously the jokes that were in the earlier movies would not like fly in today's culture. Yeah, but they've also they've grown, but like at the same time they haven't because it's the same dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comedy is always like there's always a fine line with comedy, mm-hmm. which is oh, it's so weird that like a culture can grow and. Still be the same? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what really sucks is like, it feels like we've come far, like so but far from that we? time. But yeah. People but drop the R word and the N word on the reg, the F word. I mean, we're kind of reclaiming the F word, honestly, but. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy to think that we've come so far, but at the same time, it really feels like. As soon as the boomers are gone. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're recording this on the day that the queen has died also. Oh, yeah. So if there is no queen of England after what 70 years? 70 years. years. For like most people, like even even our parents. No, she has to be before a boomer. What's before a boomer? (laughs) She was born dirt. (laughs) (laughs) 
before Boomer was <laughs> a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> she was a disciple of God. I fucking hate you. There was boomers, and before boomers, boomers there were disciples. <laughs> disciples, <laughs> boomers, <laughs> Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha. That's the way it works. Yeah, who was before a boomer? I have, I have a Gen Alpha. Child. Oh, they're the silent generation. Are they? 1925 to 1945. Were you silent or were you silent? Because they were raised during a period of war and economic depression. Same. <laughs> Unfortunately. Again, so like we said, we've come so far, but at the same time, exactly, we're still here. But you know, there's those of us who will turn to horror as a comfort uh, to escape the real world, and you know, look at horrors that we can only imagine happening. How old were you in 2008? Oh my God! Not you making me do quick math. <laughs> I uh, also can't do the math. I <laughs> was what six plus seven? Thirteen. I was thirteen in 2008. So. This is also around the time... 2008 was like a weird time. I was 15. 15? Yeah. How are you too old? Are you, how old are you right now? 29? <laughs> 29, yeah. Have you always been two years older than me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just happened this year. What? I I've can't always been that. older than you, yeah. And then yeah, you're older than Voldemort. Age, so... No, he turns 29 this year. What? No, he turns 30. No, he turns 30 next year. Oh, for some reason I thought he turned... Not me being the oldest. I thought me and Austin were the same age. You're born in ninety three. As was he. Maybe he does turn thirty this year. Do you turn thirty this year? I turn thirty next year. Yeah, so he turns twenty nine this year too. Oh duh. Because yeah. yeah. Okay. See, same I was like, so not turn so thirty stupid. this year. Yeah. And in my head I'm like, didn't we pass June? <laughs> I was like, is June coming up again? I'm so confused. <laughs> you know, again, September does not exist to me. Right. So this is like a time void I'm in right now. <laughs> it could be any month. September of the year. is like our version of like summertime where there's no school, there's no nothing, and like time doesn't exist. That's September for us. September is our version of the room in fourteen oh eight. Oh my god! As soon as the month starts, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I don't know what's going on until it ends, girl. You until hear October 1st. all you hear is Green Day on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so 2008 yeah. was a weird time. 13 and 15, watching this movie. Oh, I mean, you didn't watch you the movie, but were 15. So I mean, so I mean, this was something that stuck with you. Like you really enjoyed this movie back in the day. Oh yeah, I enjoyed this movie. The shot where <laughs> we find out, which I'm gonna sk- <laughs> skip straight to the fucking <laughs> end. But the shot where we fu- see that she has been riding him like a fucking jockey this entire <laughs> time, and that's why his neck hurts. Like, that scared the fuck out of me when I was younger. And I was like, ah, my neck hurts all of a sudden. So oh, my scared. God. Austin uh, would oh. probably freak if he saw that. <laughs> we need to rewatch it with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that is so ridiculous. So I wonder... Because, again, 2008 was a weird time. This is definitely coming out of, like, the early 2000s where we saw most of these remakes. Right. And uh, around this time, too, we were getting, I mean, a lot of other remakes. I mean, horror was in kind of a weird time. I feel, I don't know if we've talked about it maybe before. But, like, this time frame, like, 2008 to, like, 2012, horror was kind of, like, at a weird spot. I think we have. Yeah. Because it was just, like, I think it was, like, anything and we everything. We had no direction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like there was too much of, like, a theme going right. on. Because, I mean, again, like... Because the 2012, like, 2010 to... Around 2010 through 2012, that's when Conjuring started happening. That's exactly. That's when, like, that whole boom started Yeah, another resurgence of, like, the supernatural, right. ghost girl, haunted house subgenre. Yeah, so that definitely happened thanks to The Conjuring. And, of course, Paranormal Activity also, like, being pretty heavy-handed um, around that time as well. 
So, yeah. So, I mean, and that definitely helped, like, kind of push us forward to kind of where we are now. Because now, especially, you know, we're getting slower build, thought-provoking horror is, like, very common these days in mainstream audiences, too. So, I kind of like where we are right now. I like that we have, like, these serious films. And then at the same time, like, you know, you see, like, a, a subgenre like slasher is also being very prominent. Um, so I really like where we are right now with horror. I feel like years from now we're going to look back on where we are and be like, this was a really good time for horror. Because like looking back on 2008, I'm like, of course there were good things going on, but like I don't remember much. And like something like this kind of just slipped past my memory because like I or like just past my radar because I don't know. I feel like I was just I don't know. It was like you a were time focused for me. on being a teenager. Yeah, 13. and also trauma i'm sure yeah my parents had just gone divorced the year oh, before. yeah heavy on the trauma <laughs> so i wasn't really paid. the only thing i know from 2008 girl is the strangers and that's because that's that when the strangers came out mm-hmm. wow we really were in a fucking like middle point in horror then. yeah yeah good times the strangers is so good so good we've talked about it many times without talking about it i mean it's been a minute since i've seen it but like i remember it being so good right I feel like I've seen I've seen Pray at Night more frequently than I've seen that one. It's just kind of weird. I, Pray at Night, like I think I enjoy it more than I enjoy the ritual. Um, but it's because uh, it's because a lot of the cinematography, a lot of the lighting, a lot of the like music choices. Um, but The Strangers just has like some type of grunge to it that like is so nice. I remember with The Strangers. I mean, again, it's been at least a few years since I've seen it. Um, but I remember there's like the middle section, I mean, of, to me kind of drags. I know there's a part where I'm kind of like, where I, I just always kind of get chop, bored. Chop, chop. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, like, even when you see like Vacancy come out the same year and it kind of takes like a similar vibe of The Strangers, but they make that like more like nonstop, like it doesn't stop the entire movie, which was nice. So I would have to go back and watch The Strangers because I do feel like Prey and I definitely continues to like grow on me for sure. Maybe they took notes from <laughs> everybody's <Vacancy>. criticism <laughs> <laughs> well pray at night came out in 2000 i don't know when it came out 2017 because was there any like like major like slasher movies coming out around that time maybe they pushed forward 2018 the, you're close 18. yeah so right before halloween came back around because obviously mm-hmm. halloween 2018 definitely helped like bring slashers back to the forefront for sure well i mean 2018 is also hereditary that's also um it's a good year yeah it's, it's a good year for horror oh halloween's 2018 too yeah that's what i'm saying you just and said that yeah we definitely again yeah we definitely saw a resurgence of like a lot of slasher movies around that time because i remember watching prey at night and like when i first watched it i was like i mean it was it's pretty much like a traditional slasher but like it felt weird like at, in that like in 2018 seeing like a slasher movie on the big screen again mm-hmm. i was like kind of taken aback it was kind of jarring to see something like that again. And then immediately, yeah, a couple of months later, you know, then Halloween pops out and, like, you know, made a fucking shit ton of money. And, yeah, now there's a whole bunch of slashers that are still coming out, like, five years later. Yeah. 19, 20, 21, 22, four years later. So. We also times. have, and I mean, not mainstream, but we have a fuck ton of straight, like, to Netflix mo- horror movies coming out in the next two months. It's kind of wild. Okay, you know what? We've been shitting on September, but September <laughs> has so many things that are coming out this month. Like, there are so many movies that are coming out for horror fans. On top of that, we're also getting four different horror movies. I think they're all in the same month that are coming back to the theater as like a re release. So, obviously, the anniversary of Scream 2 is coming up. That's uh, next Friday already. So, we have wait, to go going. watch that. Yeah. We're taking my daughter. She'll be fine. She's Imagine already. She's, she's already. Her journey to be able to see Scream 1 and Scream 2 in a theater is right. crazy. 
I'm fucking jealous of like the experience that I'm giving my child. Yeah. Because straight up saw Scream 1, original Scream, in theaters for the 25th anniversary. Couple weeks, what, a couple months later? Saw Scream 5? Yeah. Right? I don't I remember. I didn't know Saw was back in theaters for its anniversary. No, not Saw. Scream. Oh, Scream. The bit scoff. Sorry, I say Saw. <laughs> Scream 5. I'm trying to think which one she saw first. Yeah, so because the seen? anniversary was like, it was in December. And then right, January, right, right. Okay, Scream yeah. Came out. So then a month later, sees Scream 5 in theaters. And then to take her to see Scream 2? I know it's going to hit so different. Because obviously, we, like, we were obsessed with Scream. I mean, you right. don't know that. I mean, I will die on the hill for Scream, that franchise. I have a tattoo of Ghostface <laughs> yeah. on my body. Like, we, so. are, we are as basic as it comes when it comes mm-hmm. to being Scream fans. But like rewatching the first one in theater, because I had never seen it in a theater, was like life-changing. It really was. You hear so much. I'm not just going to go up on Scream again. Whatever. But um, you get like a lot of the sound... Right. That you get in the movie, you don't get at home. Not and, at like, so it adds a lot more to, like, the camp of Ghostface. You hear a lot more grunts, a lot more oofs, yes. a lot more, <laughs> like, tripping, fumbling around. <laughs> it's so silly. It's so good. Like, it really made me love that movie even more. And I, I mean, Scream 2 is so, it's one of my favorites. And there's sometimes where I'm even like, can it be above one? So to see it again, like, in a theater is going to be everything to me. I cannot wait to see that so this movie when this episode drops it's also going to drop in theaters so today yeah. is the day so run to go we're we're in the theater right oh, yeah, now we're there right now i call that a work <laughs> beyonce said to quit my job and i did it <laughs> Imagine. Um, also trick-or-treat is going to be shown in theaters for the first time i believe because i'm pretty sure it was like a straight to dvd release back when it first came out yeah so i would love to see that movie in theaters too there's so much happening jaws is in, in the next right now. two months as well is it Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's another movie that they're showing again this month. I can't remember. But there's another one. But I know Barbarian comes out next week also, which I'm really excited about. There's also a Jordan Peele and the director of Coraline. Um, they fucking teamed up and made a stop action horror movie, PG 13. Gonna be released in October. Um, the thick. It comes out next month? Yeah. Work. I love it. I'm ready for it. Horror is great. September is not awful, I guess. (laughs) It's not. Well, can we be shitting? I mean, me. I won't even say we. It's primarily me shitting on the month of September. But really, I mean, this month is like pretty stacked with stuff. This particular September isn't as awful as normal, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. Like, full T, full stop. Um, but I guess let's go ahead and just jump into Shutter, everybody, because I kind of want to talk about this movie. It's wild. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even understand our train tracks this time. Me either. I don't even know what we were talking about. We're delusional. Remember. <laughs> okay, we'll be back, and we're going to be talking about Shutter. All righty, everybody, welcome back, and we are talking Shutter. Originally released on March twenty first of two thousand and eight. The film was made on an estimated budget of around $8 million before going on to see an opening weekend gross of around $10 million. It would then have a worldwide gross of about $48 million. The film has a runtime of one hour and 25 minutes and an extra five minutes in the unrated version, it looks like. I don't know which version we watched. 
have no idea. Interesting. I'll go grab Guess my we'll Blu-ray box and see which one it is. Um, but two different runtimes that they have provided. The film is directed by, and I'm going to do my best. I'm so sorry. The film is directed by Masayuki Ochiai. And we have um, a pretty a pretty good cast. So again, Joshua Jackson is Ben. Rachel Taylor is Jane. James Kaisen is Ritsu. Megumi Okina plays Megumi. David Denman plays Bruno. John Hensley plays Adam. Maya Hazen plays Siako. So, Shudder. Uh, so pretty much, a newly married couple discovers disturbing ghostly images and photographs they developed after a tragic accident. Fearing the manifestations may be connected, they investigate and learn that some mysteries are better left unsolved. So yeah, Shudder. It's rated PG-13, um, which makes sense Like now that I'm looking back on it. I don't know if we watched the unrated version or not. I'm going to go, I'm about to run downstairs and grab my Blu-ray and see if we had the unrated version. But there really isn't too much, like, gore in this movie, for sure. Mm -mm. But J-Horror doesn't typically have a lot of, like, gore. No, it kind of, I feel like it mainly focuses on the unknown and dread. Yeah. And imagery. Of, like they're, oh, yeah. They're, like, the imagery that they provide in, like, a lot of those movies are really... It's really intense, really scary. I mean, like you said, kind of skipping to the end, her sitting on him, scary. And I feel like J-Horror focuses a lot on camera work, on like camera shots that are not necessarily choppy, but like to give you this, the element of surprise, I guess. This one, especially, I mean, because they, I mean, it's called Shutter. <laughs> so <laughs> it focuses a lot on like cameras and flashing and obviously like warning for anybody who... Oh, yeah. Perhaps epilepsy. epilepsy, yeah, because yeah, there's one particular scene where it's just the lights are Constant flashing. Flash. Which that is strobing is so scary to me. I've been to, I mean, it's common in haunted houses, but like I can think of one in particular that I went to in El Paso. Okay. Um, and like it was just one room where it was just like constantly strobing lights, and my friend was just like she was just walking towards me, and I was like, "This is the scariest thing I've ever experienced." Because like every time it flashes, he's like that much closer, and I was just like, "I'm gonna shit my pants." And it wasn't even an actor; like it was just <laughs> my friend like following me through this room, and I was like, "When haunted houses use strobe lights like that, it's the scariest thing. Mm -hmm. It really is." Because I mean, you're in the dark, and then like you said, somebody can just be randomly close to you. Yeah, I love when haunted houses use strobe lights. What is happening? Outside? I don't know if y'all can hear that, but there's somebody <laughs> speed racing in the street outside my house right now. Sounds like a semi truck. The door, the house. There's a house two doors down that has like a huge truck in front of it, and they've blocked off the street with cones. I don't a know what's cane? happening. My first thought is a murder. <laughs> <laughs> if I see it's a house like cut off like that, sanctioned off, I'm like, who was murdered in that house right, right now? That's the crime scene cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> um, so starting with this movie, I'm going to be fully honest with you. Uh, you know, we get a twist at the end of this movie. So, I mean, again, this is like a discussion. We don't always kind of go. I mean, we'll give you the, some of the scenes, obviously. But as we come to find out in the end, Joshua Jackson's character is pretty much the bad guy. Yeah. And I just want to say from the jump, I knew you he was the him. bad guy. <laughs> I just like, of course, he's the bad guy. He looks like an asshole. We literally, there is... Not the opening scene, but pretty much the opening scene where they hit this woman. They're driving down a road in Japan and they run over. Um, how do you Megumi. Megumi. Mm -hmm. They run over Megumi. And Adrian instantly was like, that has to be his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, 
not you forgetting out the whole fucking plot. We've watched three fucking minutes of this movie, and I was just sitting there like, mm, okay, I guess we'll see. I knew it. I knew when I especially knew there was a part like when she first like gives him a scare where she says, "You left me," and I'm like, I know we're supposed to believe it's because they left her on the road. I'm like, no, like he. He left her in this country because we also learned that he had been here before and right. he had left to America and he's come back when he like meets all his friends at his job or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course there was like a relationship between them. I just knew it. Right. But the movie starts with a wedding. So we're seeing our two main characters, Ben Shaw and his new wife, Jane, uh, played by our two main actors, respectively. Uh, now, Jane is played by what is her name again? Rachel Taylor, I believe. Let me go back and pull up my notes. Yeah, Rachel Taylor. So she looked oddly familiar to me. So when I pulled up her IMDb, the only thing that I know her from, I mean, I guess besides Transformers, but I don't even remember her in that movie, uh, is the See No Evil movie with Kane in it. We talked about it last week briefly. <laughs> the WWE movie. Um, she Have you seen that movie? No. Okay, she has the best death scene in that movie. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, well, damn. I was trying to not spoil you by telling you how she dies, but now you know she dies. But um, she does have the best death in that movie. So if you ever watch it, just be on the lookout. Uh, but that's the only thing I remember her from. So, And she's playing somebody completely different in this movie. And she kind of serves. Like I'm not going to lie. I kind of like her acting in this movie. I think she does a great job. Um, I definitely feel for her when she's kind of like by herself, wandering around. Because, again, they like get married in New York, and they're immediately... They immediately move to Japan, and he is like, it seems like they don't even have time to get settled. He just starts going to work, and he's like, well, have fun. And she's just like, I guess I'm going to wander through Japan. Yeah, I knew he was an asshole from that. Like, I knew he was a dick from that moment onward. I'm like, we did not just get married, have our honeymoon cut short, and then you send me off into this new place by myself to just go and do things while you just sit around and, like, take pictures all day. Like, Which, I know like, you have honestly, a job. Good on her for like getting out and going and exploring. Like I would sit in my house and be sad, take forever to unpack. But also, like I don't like going. I mean, I do like going places alone. But like, if I'm in a new country in particular, I don't want to travel anywhere. I don't want to walk around alone. I don't want to do anything oh, alone. I don't like going places alone. I'm very dependent. I'm. Pr- I mean, I'm. I do like I like to window shop on my own. I like to go to the movies on my own. Those are really the only things I'd really do on my own. I feel so scared when I go to movies by myself. I went and saw the first movie that I went to see by myself was Men. <laughs> mm, that's <laughs> probably why. Tra- trauma, trauma, yeah. yeah, trauma. Now you're gonna never want to go back by yourself. I love it. I just for feel some lonely. I want to talk shit to somebody. <laughs> See that that makes sense because I mean, with the movie th- going experience, either you want to go for like the like the the community aspect and you know mm-hmm. have somebody with you and like it's a joy. I mean, obviously it's a good time, but I also like to go by myself. But I always try to go at times if I'm going by myself. I try to go at times where it's going to be dead. Like I'll definitely try to go super early in the day or like a random day of the week if I'm going to go by myself like mm-hmm. at nighttime because I don't want there to be a lot of people. Yeah. When I'm in there by myself. So that's what I always aim to do when I do go alone. So that way it feels more like I'm by myself, you know, like watching a movie on like my big screen or something. Yeah. That's how I like to envision it. So I always try to aim for times that I know it won't be too busy. Because if I'm if it's a packed theater and I'm by myself, that's different. <laughs> that's really awkward. I don't like to do that. Right. It's it's too much for me. Um 
but yeah, so kudos for her for actively trying to do that. But yeah, anyway, so they do come to Japan right away, and yeah, immediately they hit this woman on the road, and it's funny because they hit her, and then they run, off. and also the the shot of her actually being ran over is kind of crazy. Like they show her head popping a little bit. Yeah. Like there's no blood, obviously, but we see her head get squished by the tire very quickly, and I was like, "Oh my god, not that I'm showing this fucking yeah." Jelly her body woman gets like squished. tangled in like the wheels, which is kind of wild. It's kind of crazy. Uh, would you? I mean, sorry, mentioned it briefly. I don't think I could drive on the opposite side of the road. Yeah, that's my one. For concern. when I'm in, because I'm pretty sure, unless I'm crazy, which is possible, but I'm pretty sure, like, also their driver's side is on the opposite side as ours. Right. To ours, I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah, to to America. from what we're used to, yeah. Right. So Opposite it's on like the the passenger side for us here in America, and then also, so I'm driving on the opposite side of the car, and the road, and the opposite side of the road. I feel like that would be too much of a mind fuck, and I would, because I study zone out when I'm driving, so I would kill someone on accident. There is one particular time. I don't know like if you actively like zone out, but I oh, remember yeah, okay, cool. Cuz I remember one time I was coming back from California with my old roommate Karina and we had I think it was like a trip to Malibu or something. So we were coming, we were leaving the city and obviously, you know, LA traffic is a fucking bitch. So I know there was like one point like near like the end of like LA, like leaving the city where I couldn't tell you what happened. Like I quite literally blacked out and the next thing I know we were out of the city. I'm like just driving along and I was like how did I drive without knowing what I was doing yeah there's sometimes even leaving your house like between your house and mine like I will just like come to like as I'm pulling into my like my area and I'm like oh is this like a is this a mental illness do we need to be like <laughs> well it's so the thing is it's like it's essentially your brain trying to save space okay. and it's just like we do this so much i don't need this footage and just like throws it away okay i'm like i'm, I'm concerned telling everybody and they're like <laughs> somebody will be like um yeah maybe seek therapy <laughs> it's probably not good that you're disassociating on the road but like i'm a lot driving. of people do it yeah i don't know how it's just your brain being like and we don't need this footage that's so weird to me. So strange. So that brains are wild. They're hunks of meat that do so much. Have you seen Lucy, the movie with Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Yeah, well, that movie like where they try she to turn her brain up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to one hundred. Um, and like she becomes use, a superhero. They say we only use like I think it's sixty to eighty percent of our brain or something like that. No, I thought we use like less than ten. Oh, I'm serious. I'm, I'm crazy. Both of us ran away full of our phones. <laughs> How much of our brain do we use? Well, in that trailer, they think they mentioned that we only use like. 10 or less than 10 how much oh yeah you're right we only use 10 percent. Okay. so maybe i was getting the 60 to 80 being like that's how much we don't use if we were using anything more than 10 i know like these spirit photos Mine's that we see using 0.6 percent girl, girl 10 I'm is one percent i'm not even using 10 that's <laughs> being generous i'm not using that much in my brain like let's be honest but if we do go past 10, I know that we would see these fucking ghosts. Oh, yeah. No we matter would what. See <laughs> they would be here we chilling right now. We would see dogs. Like what dogs see. Oh, I bet. I wonder what their... Well, how much... I mean, their brains aren't as... They're not as smart as humans, doggies. Are but they sure? see... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing. <laughs> but we would definitely Imagine see spirits. our dogs just understand quantum physics and they're just watching us being like, this fucking dumbass. <laughs> I bet mediums use like 11% of their brain. Maybe that's why they're able Just to sense. Just one more person than we do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes they, may, sometimes they might be able to visually see these spirits. Maybe they're using a little bit more. I don't think I would like that. Being a medium? I don't want to see things. There's times where I feel like it'd be like so Like I've cool. seen enough, you know? 
sometimes I just take off my glasses and I'm like, I've seen too much. I don't want to see anymore. The uh, the God complex in me, all my fucking Aquarius and mm-hmm. all my Leo and all of my signs in my chart, like, make me feel like I would love to be able to be like a medium. Oh. Like me wanting to have that main character energy to be able to do that. I mean, that's always there, but I know I wouldn't be able to handle it in any shape. I also feel form. like like the... I feel like Spider-Man, the Spider-Man speech, but like the responsibility that comes along with like that much power is wild. And also not to like shit on both of us, but like, like day to day conversation, like exhaust both of us. So I can't imagine like people coming to us for like help. I was going to say the exact (laughs) same thing. I was like, you think that I'm quiet and don't pay attention now? Imagine if I was also having to hear (laughs) spirits. I'm already turning off my brain listening to people talk to me. So imagine if ghosts were also like, hey. (laughs) I'd be like, girl, I really cannot. My eyes would be closed 24-7. I would wear sunglasses (laughs) nonstop. I would not. I just would not give my attention to anybody ever. Because it's too exhausting. I'm like, I already don't want to talk to humans. Why do I want to talk to you, bitch? You floating <laughs> fucking apparition in front of me. I don't want to talk to my best friend. What makes me th- makes you think I want to talk to your great-grandmother? <laughs> or this demon, Bazeebubub, or whatever. If I woke up, I would if I know if I was a medium, I'd be an asshole. I would wake up in the middle of the night and there'd be fucking the ghostly figure at the end of my bed, and I'd be like not you fucking again. I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed. I would be like fucking uh, Jane in this movie at the end where she's like, go away. He doesn't love you. <laughs> That'd be me. I would wake up and I'd be like, bitch, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to connect you to your family. Go find another medium. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to sleep. I got work at seven in the morning. <laughs> I don't have time to clock in and help you talk to little Susie. Go away. Uh, I'd be so pissed. I'd be the worst medium. Like, let's be honest. I need that. I need a movie where there's like a medium who just cannot handle that's, it. <laughs> that's done. That is just so done. 100% done with fucking. We watched the one on Shudder, which is like the complete opposite and like so serious and mm-hmm. so like <laughs> scary. I want the complete opposite. I Instead want a of the done. medium, it's like the over easy. <laughs> <laughs> mine would be, yeah, mine would be the scrambled egg. <laughs> that's what I would be as a medium for sure. Right. The I cheesy omelet. <laughs> It'd be bad. Right. These ghosts wouldn't even, they wouldn't, I would be like ridiculed in the ghost world. I already know. I'd like, don't go to They'd Adrian. be sitting next to you and you're just like, <laughs> can you not? I really would be so, un- <laughs> they would touch my shoulder and I'd be like, can you, <laughs> personal space. But honestly, it would maybe make me less of like an anxious, scared person. Like if I was able so? to see these people. Not me. I see this bloody figure <laughs> sitting next to me. I'm acting like I'm maybe a bad bitch. And the next thing I know, I get fucking choked and lifted up into the air and thrown <laughs> across my it's kitchen. It's like, you're talking to my mother today. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want to talk to my wife. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll help you. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm on the clock. <laughs> Come back at seven. Maybe I can help you. So honestly, again, any mediums out there, you are my hero. I could not do it at all. Yeah, but they hit her, and it's so funny because they hit her, and then they crash their car, and then like when they wake up, there's like snow already falling. Yeah, there's snow on the ground. It's icy, and I'm like, before it was fine. There was no ice. It wasn't even like dewy <laughs> it was, or cold. It was a little rainy, I think. Was it? I think so. It looked a little wet. Okay. A little wet on the road. <laughs> it wasn't full on fucking snow on the ground. Though, yeah, is, it was. I mean, I guess. Sometimes you like go to sleep and you wake up and there's snow. It's not that wild, but like it felt me. wild. It was a little crazy. I thought they woke up like years later or something <laughs> crazy. But the thing They've been is, asleep for four days. Maybe. 
Uh, but the thing that's crazy is like she gets out of the car. As soon as she wakes up, she's like, we hit somebody. And so she gets out of the car and there's nobody there. And so, of course, you know, Ben's like, oh, you know, you, you probably it was probably an animal or you're probably like picturing something. And she's like so adamant of being like, I hit somebody. I told Stormy, I was like, I am a bad person because if I thought I hit somebody and I got out and there was nobody there. And somebody told me, like reassured me, yeah. reaffirmed me. I'd be OK. Like, I didn't hit right. anybody. Didn't you're hit right. <laughs> Let's go home. Pizza on me. Let's go home. I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't. If there was no body there, it doesn't take much for me to just keep moving, keep chucking along. But she's also, they also call the cops right away and like they look for the body. I'm like, why would you call the cops? I'm like, I hit somebody. This just feels like you're asking for trouble. I mean, they don't yeah. find anything. I mean, like, the cops would probably just be like, oh, you hit an animal. It's fine. But true, true, true. But she's so adamant to like <laughs> find this body, and I get it. She's a better okay. Person but what if the opposite I. happened and you were walking along and, and you I got, got hit? hit? Yeah, hmm. and then you just saw the people like get back I mean, in the car. If I saw them crash, I'd be like, work <laughs> karma. But like, what if they just got up and they got an Uber and they left? I would haunt them. I would do it. What I if would you're do not anything? dead? That's my thing. Is it's like, what if that person that I hit's not dead? I mean, and they're you know, sitting there suffering. I mean, if I die slowly. They're agonally breathing. <laughs> if I'm having like a slow, painful death, then yeah, I'm going to do what I can to like beg to the spirit world to let me be a ghost to haunt those people. <laughs> You're like, let me die because I'm trying to haunt this bitch, okay? <laughs> but if I do live, then I would hope I can get to the point where I can exact some sweet revenge in some other way. You're going to be like Brenda from fucking Urban Legend, like getting admitted to colleges and shit in order to kill I'd be people. a photographer with Ben one day. I'd be his <laughs> fucking assistant. You go to college for photography just to kill him. Oh, yeah. I would fully. If I, just somebody, to drown him in the fluid that <laughs> you fucking develop pictures in. Don't let the FBI hear this. But really, if uh, I would probably if I were to become like a serial killer, I probably would be somebody as petty as Brenda. I would go to the extra mile just to try to get my revenge on somebody. Yeah, yeah for sure. I don't see right. myself killing anybody. Everybody chill. Did you hear that, FBI? Everybody chill. It's recorded and put on the internet. Oh my God. So. Guys, so the other day, uh, and we're going to talk about it more extensively, but when we finished watching Bodies, 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 uh, I was like telling Stormy, I was like, if we were in that situation, would you think I was the killer? And Stormy was like, yes. And like right away, I had to like defend myself. We're not even in that scenario. I was like, I could never kill somebody. <laughs> I could never. And I'm like, let me calm down. I'm already looking suspicious and we're not even <laughs> in the scenario. Right. But I really don't think I could kill anybody. Again, I wait, I'm overwhelmed by like the small things. So imagine if I had the, have the weight of like killing somebody. Unless I saw somebody actively like kill one of my best friends or like a I family like member in front could. of me. That's yeah, I could. I could. I feel like you could like in an equalizer in your, way. <laughs> okay. For sure. I feel like in your deepest like anger, like I feel like you could kill somebody on accident. I think we all have that in us, right? Yeah. I'm like Victoria Justice. I think we're all great singers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do think that you if you did kill somebody, I feel like it would be like a rage filled accident. Like you would intend to hurt them, but I don't think you would intend to kill them. Mm, it depends I'm on I'm already like, defending why. you in court. <laughs> We're going to be there for each other, girl. What this is my character <laughs> witness. Fucking, all they're going to do is play this episode. This exact in episode. Court. Yeah, uh-huh. The lawyer on the opposite end is going to be like, we yeah, have a whole and they're episode. Be like, <laughs> no if I was a serial killer, I would be petty. <laughs> they also love horror movies. And the fucking, the, the court would Satanic gasp. panic comes right back. But yeah, I mean, I do think, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see. I mean, like in this movie focuses on that specifically. Um, because what, I mean, we see that a lot. I mean, like rage-induced revenge. Okay, yeah, if yeah. anything, um, 
And that's why the entire time, too, again, like, I clocked it so fast. So, like, even in the middle of the movie, I was like, I'm Team Megumi. I don't know what's going on, but I want her to kill these white men who are <laughs> living the life in Japan. I want them dead. I do like that this movie does take place in Japan, though. Yeah. I do like that. It feels very, you know, if they're going to remake a movie and have, you know, two white leads, at least put them in the place where yeah. the movie was. Yeah. Or at least they didn't take the whole story and just put it in america right so i do like that they did that i mean the grudge also takes place in japan too the remake mm-hmm. um so i do like that aspect of it because i know the ring obviously takes place here in the states right so i do like that i Somewhere like that on a it was farm i don't remember what happened the cow farm <laughs> Some, cow farm you'll find cows outside uh so yeah so they hit somebody and immediately ben this is why i know he's a piece of shit because immediately he's like <laughs> Oh, you didn't hit anybody. Let's just keep moving on with life. And he's I was a like, typical what? man in a horror movie. Yes. Like just instantly not believing her, gaslighting her. He eventually throws her daddy issues in her face, which we don't get. I need context. I need the tea. Yeah. Which is frustrating. But he also just calls out like, I'm not your dad. I cannot constantly be there for you. And I, I've recently lost her. my dad. So <laughs> I'm just like the way I would have just stabbed him right there. Um, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And the fact that, again, like he's like, yeah, well, I got a big shoot tomorrow, honey. So put this in the back of your mind. If you did hit somebody, oh, well. And I was like, what a douche. Like, if you did hit somebody, then she's already on her way to get help. And she's getting her cast signed right now. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I mean, oh my God, that is like gaslighting to a T, unfortunately. Like trying to convince her that that person's okay. If we did hit somebody. Like, don't, you don't even know that. Why are you telling me that? Why, I mean, I know you're trying to make me feel better, but, like, if you were trying to make me feel better, you would console me, and, like, it's okay, and, like, the way he's going about it is just too, like, he's too chipper about the situation. Right. He's too happy to, like, move on. Probably because he already fucking knows. From that moment, he's just like, Megumi's coming to get my ass. <laughs> Um, it's time. It's happened. We also don't know how long it's been since he broke up with Megumi and like yeah. he went back to America and got a whole new wife. Like we don't get any time, like any idea of how long it's been. Like we don't know if this is ten years that he's Megumi's been waiting to kick his ass. I would or hope at least two. Like I would hope <laughs> at least two. Okay. Well, I would at least hope Jane gives it at least a year before she like agrees to marry this guy. Mm, I don't know. White people, people stay yeah. getting married really fast. And if he's like a big shot photo, uh, I would say a photo shooter, <laughs> photographer, and like is like, yeah, I'm about to head back to Japan, and you can come with me. I would probably right. also be like, yeah, panties on the floor. I'll suck your dick in fucking Japan. Let's go. Well, so and it. like, I don't know the logistics of like living overseas. Like, he's like, I'll take care of you if yeah, you get married. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm also a hopeless romantic. So, like, if somebody was Sweep offering me to take away me to me another <laughs> country, like, I fucking America. hate America. Please take me. Yeah. So, I would also like probably be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go appropriate somebody else's culture because that's <laughs> essentially what he's doing. Pretty much, girl. Uh, and so, yeah, the next morning, like, she's very sad, obviously, in their little Airbnb. <laughs> obviously, it's not an Airbnb at this time, but, like, they're in their little right. rental property. And she's so sad on the stairs. Bless so you. Sorry. Bless you. Sounds like a shutter, a click of a camera. <laughs> Just trying to sneeze. Uh, but, yeah, so they're in their rental property, and she's, like, sulking on the stairs, sad, depressed, because she thinks she's hit somebody with a motor vehicle. And he's, like, taking pictures and, like, hey, honey, just come out here with me. And they take pictures. And it's funny because in the frame, like, they're standing off to the side. 
And I was like, they're in the perfect position to obviously have a ghost be right next to them in these shots. And lo and behold, it does happen because, I mean, somewhat. Because once they get these pictures developed, they see light leaks or spirits. Um, so it's a little alarming to them. Obviously, he doesn't think much of it. And he's like, oh, it's probably the camera. And so she's damaged in the wreck or something in the flight. I think he says, yeah. And so she, of course, Jane is like, "Mm, this is a little strange. So she talks to Ben's assistant. um, And it's kind of funny because like we are also getting an inkling that he isn't a trustworthy person. Cause anytime there's another female around him, we make sure that we have Jane like expressing like worry or concern that he could potentially cheat on her. And they always put the, the female in like, a provocative situation like she instantly leaves as soon as Jane gets there or she's bending over directly in front of Ben yeah, or the like, like holding him up like this the lower back portion while he's taking a shot right and when they get to the building of like his clients or whatever there's another woman who we don't see again but she comes up to him and like touches his chest and he's like this is my wife while she's actively doing that so they like <laughs> set it up that he's she's stopped. like wife question mark Oh, awkward. Gross. Like, mm, yeah, so they set it up that he's a little a little sus from the jump for sure. I mean, you know, they were laying down the breadcrumbs and I was picking them up easily. Because again, he just looks like a scumbag. You know, he plays a scumbag in a lot of things, so he just he has that award to him. Um but anyway, so she goes to his assistant who is make sure I have her name proper here, y'all. because um, she's stunning also. She is so gorgeous. Psycho. Seiko. Seiko, I think her name is Seiko. I think that's how they pronounce it. Um, anyway, she goes to her assistant or his assistant. He, she like she shows her these photographs because she's like she comes out from a day of touristing and walking around Japan and like getting kicked out of places. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when she takes a selfie, like it's literally like in a gambling hall. Maybe why? Like. I mean, I could see flash photography in like a place where your gambling is maybe being somewhat problematic. I don't know. I don't even know if they allow photography in the casinos here. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't even think they really like you having your phone on the floor. I mean, I don't know. I barely go to those casinos. Um, we walk through. That's what we do. In I will sit down and get a free drink <laughs> or two and then be on my merry way. I don't sit there and actually The last gamble. time I gambled was with Voldemort and um, <laughs> uh-huh. everybody on the outside is like, Voldemort? What? <laughs> um, but it was the uh, Little House of Short. Little oh, shop yeah, of the little horrors. shop of horrors. You, yeah. Um, it's so fun. The anyway. last gambling machine I ever did, I think it was a friend's gambling machine. There's a friend's one? At, in the Elixir, which is a nasty hotel. Is it Ross just yelling pivot at you? <laughs> I actually <laughs> think there is like a pivot sound effect Work. on it. Uh, but that was the last time I ever gambled in this city. Oh, that yeah. was years ago. That was before I even moved here. So I oh. don't gamble. I just I don't. Think, I'm not, I don't have the money I to waste on I don't have money to waste on, yeah. on it. I really don't. But I have money to waste on Taco movies. Bell, fast food. Oh, yeah, and movies. <laughs> I was like, these movies? Yeah. <laughs> but she gets kicked out, and then she goes and talks to his assistant, mm-hmm. right? Because her assistant's like, again, maybe I just, I'm an introvert. I like It takes a lot for me to like want to interact with people. So she comes back to the house. You know, he's with the assistant. He leaves the room, and the assistant comes up to Jane, and she's like, can I see your pictures? My first response would be no. No, you can't see my pictures. But she's a nice person. And she's like, yeah, they're all touristy shots. And I, maybe, okay, maybe, hey, you know, if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, maybe I would be nice. I'm like, sure. But my instinct, and deep down inside, my answer is no. You can't. Even if I'm showing her these pictures, I'm annoyed that you asked. But anyway, she's showing her these pictures. And obviously, we see, like, 
the spirits, the the light leaks all over the camera. And this girl immediately is like, oh, spirit photography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, my ex-boyfriend has a whole magazine dedicated to this thing. And it's funny because Jane, almost at the exact same time I said it was like a whole magazine, like a, a whole magazine devoted to this kind of stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love it. And they end up like going to his like. His like office. Yeah, his office space for it. And you instantly see somebody photoshopping <laughs> a ghost into the picture. And the Jane is just like, um, so like are any of these real? <laughs> and the... What is his name? I don't know what his name is, but he's very hot. Oh, he's so, so hot. hot. And he has such a deep voice. And such it's a deep voice. <laughs> it's so hot. Um. <laughs> and he like is into the spooky and the goofy right, right, right. and the terrifying. He's right up our alley for He's sure. right up our fucking alley. Maybe not with the spiked hair, um, but it's very 2008. It's very, yeah, very early 2000s. Is this him? I don't remember his character name at all. Um. So And then IMDb doesn't have any pictures for anybody outside of like the main actors. Uh, is it Rizzo? Yes, that's him. Oh, uh, you're right. He's the third person. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, uh, so I'm like deep in the list because he's <laughs> only in there for like a scene. Right. So I thought he was, yeah, Rizzo. He's so hot. He even looks hot in this picture on IMDb. Mm-hmm. He's an older man. He looks beefy in there. Oh, that's he not the picture that I more, <laughs> He looks a little more twinky now, but I mean, his body's lit. I would suck the skin off of this man's dick. He's in so hot. The f- in the photography room. Yeah, we're, with all the haunted photos, so mm-hmm. all the spirits can watch me oh, yeah. drain his snake. She asks if any of these pictures are real, and he's just like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, takes her back to this room that's down a dark hallway. There's salt outside, outside of the door. Of the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know it means business. Yeah, I don't know. If I saw the salt, I would be like. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not I going to. Because I would like, again, I also. I just always feel like if I'm like in a, a very haunted area, like Zach Bagans, like Zach museum. Bagans museum, like I feel like I mean people talk about all the time like entities coming home or mm-hmm. like spirits coming home or they're like haunted. They're gonna be riding me bit. like a jockey <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> I have neck pain all the time, so now I'm like, bitch, am I? Is there something <laughs> am I on possessed? me right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if I saw the big, huge fucking piles of salt outside the door, I'd be like, I'm good. Right. I believe he could have opened it, and I could have saw all the pictures on the wall, and be like, cool. I'll stay outside. Thanks. Like, I got you. I got you. But when they walk in, you know, he shows her all the pictures, and they're very terrifying. And he's like, you know, this is something that's been very common for years. You know, cameras. You know, they always capture the things. I mean, we see it in horror movies all the time, where mm-hmm. ghosts will appear on camera. We see stories online all the time of this kind of thing. So Isn't I do it insidious, where like the lady in black is getting closer and closer to him every time? Exactly. So we do see it a lot in horror. I mean, and it's a very horrifying mm-hmm. thing to see. Also, I mean, developing a picture. Every time I take a picture, I'm like, I'm terrified. I'm yeah. scared. Mm-hmm. I really am. I'm like, I I'm can all zooming into the background. I'm like, what's happening? Who <laughs> yeah. is that? So I like that we have this whole movie that focuses on it. Mm-hmm. But they go in that room and, okay, just a quick, just before we move on past him, because he's gone, he's so hot in that room. The lighting, obviously, like half his face is covered. Not that, not that that makes him any hotter, but like Chiseled. just. Yeah. It the just shadows on him are just like. Oh. This shirt just looks like it needs to be ripped off of his body. And it's funny, too, because she's like, he's my ex-boyfriend. But as soon as they enter the office, like she's, she's on all his over dick. him. Yeah. All over him. And I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. And she's gorgeous. Even us, Jane, I'd be like, do you want to fuck right now? Right. <laughs> fuck my boring ass husband. Fuck me right now in front of these fuck me pictures. in front of all of these ghosts, please. Literally. Let I hope, them want. <laughs> spoiler alert. When she leaves him at the end, I just want her to call this man and be like, 
please rail me right now. Oh I will get you first class ticket to New York, please. <laughs> She's like, I will get you all the haunted pictures that you want. Just <laughs> rearrange my guts. I can give you pictures of my ex husband in the mental facility at the end of this movie. <laughs> I'll give you what you want. But yeah, he's so hot in that scene. And he uh, he disappears from this. We don't see him again, which is unfortunate. But he does give her the name of a medium right. for her to go talk to and, you know, see what else is going on. So that's pretty much what they do next because, again, as he's denying her because, again, she's seen these pictures, she's concerned. Uh, he, again, Ben, does not seem to care. But he's having a photo shoot outside and he starts to see some light leaks in the images, and he's a little bit concerned. So they do have a conversation where she's like, "Have you like have you seen anything?" There's the woman that we that we hit on the road is following us, and he's like, "No, you're crazy." And then he what leads him to actively? I'm trying to think of what happens first. Does the strobe lights happen first before he's in the room and like she comes up to him? Or does that happen later? I think the strobe lights happens I think first, first, right? Yeah, because that's what leads him to the medium. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because he finally sees her, or finally like realizes it's her in the strobe room. Yeah, you're or right. The strobe room, the strobe scene. Yeah, because they fight after the medium. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so the medium scene. I mean, the captions throughout this movie frustrate me, um, because it just says like chatters in Japanese or speaking or Japanese. Speaking Japanese. I want to know what's being whispers said. Japanese. Like, tell me what they're fucking saying. Like, put a little bit of fucking effort into this, because whenever they're with the medium, the medium. Um, takes one of their pictures and is just like connecting with it. We can only assume, and I'm assuming figuring out everything, the horrors of everything that's like happened because he seems horrified. But and then he's like trying to warn them and like say what to do. But all we get is speaking Japanese as the caption. Yeah. And then Ben's like, "We need to leave," and I'm like, "What happened, girl? It is very. Please tell me what he said." Very frustrating, especially if you're going to be remaking a movie right. and you're placing it in the country of origin mm -hmm. and then you're going to just completely neglect. Insensitive. Yeah, be insensitive and neglect, you know, these individuals who are actively speaking the language and are actual locals to this country and just gives us nothing. Right. I'm like, put some effort in. At least let us know what they're saying. But right. they don't. And we have to be we have to sit there dumbfounded like Jane is. I'm like looking around and being confused. And I'm like, no, I don't. I want some context. I know they want us to you know to be Feel like Jane, yeah. yeah but i'm like but no like if it's a if it's an american remake bitch then pay respect and let me know what they're saying mm -hmm. but you know 2008 i mean it'd probably happen today anyways so i'm curious to see if like maybe the captions are different like if we were to stream it instead of like the blu-ray copy mm -hmm. yeah because i mean yeah, any type of physical media always has like their own set of subtitles. That's why these ones looked comically silly. Oh yeah, these <laughs> the entire <are> huge. time. <laughs> huge captions. I'm like, damn, y'all, this is I get it, but like But neither uh, of us know what's fucking happening if we don't have captions on. Yeah, so. we need captions. We are an advocate for subtitles and captions, you guys. Because like I need to I wanna know what is being I wanna I know. I really what these wish people it wrote. was an option in theater. I don't understand why it's not. An there is I think if you do theaters, go up though. and uh, maybe you're right. You know what? Next time we go to a movie theater, I just I always feel bad. Like I don't know if it's like an insensitive thing to do for people who actually need the devices that kind of help. Because I know that some theaters have like those devices where you like you can like lock it into your chair mm -hmm. and they'll have the captions like right in front of you on like a little machine. Oh. And sometimes they do play movies. I think some theaters like have movies that do play with captions at specific times throughout the day hmm. as an option as well. And obviously, foreign movies always have cap not always. I I would assume always. I mean, I I'm an awful moviegoer and film person like i haven't gone to a movie 
in a theater with like subtitles ever. So I and again, I just don't want to be insensitive and be like. But that's why half the time in like an actual theater, I'm kind of confused sometimes, especially if somebody has like they're speaking quickly or if they have like an accent, like any type of accent. I'm just really bad at reading them. And honestly. also, like I know that being loud is supposed to help, but like sometimes it that doesn't. doesn't help it garbles me. it. Yeah, it makes it worse sometimes, and yeah. it's hard for me to follow. Truly, We're I don't know if it's the weed brain at this point in my life, but like it's hard to follow sometimes. We're rooting for accessibility in theaters, guys. That's all we want. Exactly, and also like movies are written scripts before mm-hmm. so i would like to see visually the dialogue that was written right out for because like they didn't just write in the script it doesn't say speaking japanese exactly i mean maybe it does but <laughs> like what the fuck i would hope not but maybe they're just like yeah speak japanese in this part maybe but i don't know i just yeah we, we're rooting for more accessibility but anyways what drives him to actually want to go see the medium with her and like not think she's a piece of shit like he treats her this whole movie is he's like in the studio alone he's like notices the pictures are creepy or whatever and like everybody leaves the photo shoot and while he's alone on set all the the lights turn off and then we get the the trigger warning scene for epileptic people or epilepsy individuals people within what's the best way to say epilepsy. it? okay people with epilepsy epilepsy uh anyways the cameras start to flash and you know we get a lot of creepy pictures uh images of her like behind him in front of him grabbing his leg and like he's freaking out crawling towards the door and jane gets home and he's like okay yeah let's go see this fucking medium so that's when we go see the medium he he gets five minutes of scream time to like potentially warn them and he of course storms off and is like he's crazy he said that there's nothing he can do for us and like jane's looking at him like are you sure he said that there was nothing he could do my assumption is maybe he's like you fucked this woman and she's coming for you yeah like, like he had to feel up, something like your wife needs to get the fuck away from you yeah yeah because he was pissed like he was angry with his response so obviously he probably said like there's a connection do you know this person he's probably asking questions like that and he didn't yeah. want to answer them so fuck ben 2022 <laughs> fuck that piece of shit hashtag asshole. team megumi team megumi after the medium, we then, in kind of continuing her search of, like, what the fuck is happening, Jane notices in the first set of photos that he took for his photo shoot where, like, the light leaks were on the building behind. The building that he... is essentially just, like, putting a pointing arrow to this much. fucking, like, building behind. Yeah, the building that Ben's, like, people work with, his friends. I mean, his friends are awful. What are their names, even? Adam and... Something else. I, uh, let me pull up. I guess. Let me pull up IMDb. Bruno. Adam, oh, we don't talk about Bruno. That's <laughs> why. Um, but yeah, Adam and Bruno. So they like work in this building with him. We meet them briefly at the beginning. They also have like a dinner earlier in the movie. But like it's nothing more than the setup that they're kind of like nasty men pretty much. Because right. uh, one of them, Adam, is there with a the woman. And like she leaves and he like checks out another woman so like we just know that they're scummy men from the beginning um but anyway so they have this whole office building that they work in and the lights again were directing anybody jane in particular to go to a certain floor so she enters this building again means to me like is there no security here <laughs> this woman just walks in and just gets in the elevator and goes up to the 13th 14th 15th whatever floor she's yeah. on and we were like Agumi's essentially sending Jane on this fucking scavenger hunt via these light leaks. Which is cool. I mean, I kind of like, I mean, now that we get like the full story, I kind of like that she was kind of sending her on this journey to like Mm -hmm. try to potentially warn her of like who it is that she actually married here. Um, 
But so she goes to this office building. She enters the department that they all work in. The international <laughs> department is what it's called. So while she's in there, like she starts taking pictures with a big ass Polaroid that she got from Ben's assistant. And so she's like, I know you're in here. So she enters one specific office build or office room, like a meeting room. And she looks at one of the recently developed Polaroids and she sees that Megumi is in the office. So she, trying to run out of the office at this point, has a door slam in her face, which is super creepy, and then a specific photo fall to the ground. And obviously in the photo, we see Megumi. She has worked here in this building before. And obviously in the back, it shows that Ben photographed this image. So now we're like, okay, so clearly he knew who this woman was. So Jane confronts him about this, and she's like, what the fuck is this, you piece of shit, pretty much. So he explains that Megumi, when he was here previously working, was a translator. He met her that way. They started dating and hooking up and Megumi would use, I mean, the way he sets it up is that she would like use him as an escape because her family was very traditional and her father disapproved. And while they were together, her father passed away. And so he, as he explains it. And again, I'm like, you're a piece of shit pretty much. Even when he's telling the story, I'm like, Jane, he's a piece of shit. But he's like, she's passed or once her father passes away and obviously he, she, he disapproved of the relationship. So I'm assuming that just means that she didn't spend too much time with him leading into his passing. So he was like, you know, she was like blaming me almost and became very clingy and obsessive. And because, you know, she spent time with me and didn't get to spend time with her father and lost him. She became again, obsessive and clingy towards me because I'm all she had. And she realized I didn't love her like she loved me. And she would follow me around, and it was really creepy. So, you know, Bruno and Adam helped me dump her. And that's all he tells us. And so Jane, you know, goes along with it. And she's like, okay. She's like, well, the medium, from what you were able to tell me a little bit, was it the medium? Maybe it was the uh, the guy who ran the, the hot guy who ran the magazine. But she said she had mentioned somebody had said that, you know, the spirits and the energy are tied to the flesh. So their idea is to see if they can go and find her, potentially. Which in my head, I'm like, do y'all not just know she's dead already? Like, first off, you thought you hit her with a car. So she has to be dead. Anyways. And she's like a ghostly figure. So like, I don't know what you're looking for. But they go to her home. They end up going to her home. Ben is able to find her old address or whatever. So they go to her home. They get to the house. Obviously, it's been abandoned. And they do find Megumi's body sitting in the back. And as they're approaching it, Jane's like, Megumi, Megumi. And I'm like, but she's dead. Are you stupid? Right. She's dead. She's not just ash- like projecting on the astral plane to haunt you, girl. Like, she's been dead. <laughs> but they get into the room that she's in. And when she opens the door, um, her head falls back. And she's a decomposed corpse at this point. So she's been dead for quite some time. if she's like decomposed at this point. Uh, she has flies that are flying out of her mouth. Um, which is absolutely terrifying because an earlier scene, which I think after, uh, maybe it's before the medium, I don't know, but her and Ben have like an argument at one point when he mentions like her father and like, he's not, he's not her father or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, where Ben's in the apartment by himself and he's like developing his pictures and somebody comes up into the development room with him and like touches his face and he thinks it's Jane. He's like, oh, a baby. And then the phone I'm rings. Sorry. And yeah, he apologizes. <laughs> and he goes and answers the phone. And of course it's Jane on the phone. <laughs> and he's just like, hold up. <laughs> and so he freaks out and he goes back into the room and Megumi's sitting there. And when she turns around, she has an eye f- or a fly fly out of her eye. And like it freaks him out before, you know, we move on. But that's like a very quick scene. It's very scary. Yeah. But seeing all the flies fall out of her dead body's mouth definitely ties into why she has flies flying around her. Whenever her head just like snaps off backwards, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> it was kind of, it was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty gory. 
not gory, but like horrifying. Um, seeing the larva like crawl from one eye socket, like around Gross. to the other eye socket, and like out of her eye, bleh, bleh. like anything to do with eyes, is the grossest fucking <laughs> yeah. thing to me. Yeah, Very and like later on. Whenever um, Adam is killed, like his eye gets like snatched through the camera, um, which is also really gross. Really gross. Yeah, because after they find her body and they see that she's dead, we did cut to Adam and Bruno and we do see them get murdered. So Adam, of course, is being his scummy self and having one of their models like get down to her underwear so he can take pictures of her. And we see that he has like a whole collection of pictures of these models in their underwear. So he's acting, and he, uh, uh, he's a piece of shit, obviously, but the actor's kind of cute. I think it's just because he has really good eyebrows. I don't think he's cute. Really? I just think his eyebrows are really nice. And a good set of eyebrows will take me far. <laughs> so, but that's really, it, it's eyebrows, and I think his eyes are really pretty. But beyond that, I'm not like, I probably wouldn't sleep with the man. Mm, he's in teeth. Is he? Interesting. He plays in a lot of a lot of awful TV shows, but he's also in Sons of Anarchy. I haven't seen that um, show. Uh, Do you know him in that show? You like remember like know who his character is? I don't know whose character is. I remember the show. He's also in Hostel Two, um, which is right at a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think he's attractive. He reminds me of like the early two thousands, like nerdy techie guy. I suppose, yeah, I can see that. Also, he just, I mean, he seems like a douche. Yeah. He has also has like a douchey face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but while he's taking pictures of this model, of course, he sees Megumi in the lens, and she keeps fucking with the camera, and like Stormy says, she reaches out to him, and probably maybe besides like the glass, probably the cheesiest CGI moment, where she comes up behind the model and like zooms towards the camera, and like, yeah, she like stabs his eye out or something crazy, and he is taken to the hospital. So right away, Ben and... Um, Jane are there, and they're like, Bruno, you have to come to the hospital also. Uh, we don't know if he's going to make it. But then we're at Bruno's apartment, and we see that Megumi's in the apartment with him while they're having this conversation. And then the next thing we know, uh, he doesn't show up to the hospital. Adam has since passed. So they go to his apartment, and when they enter his apartment, they see that he's been cutting up pictures. They don't show us, like, anything. Like mm -hmm. I thought he was making a collage or something at first. <laughs> The collage of Megumi. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a her image made by these pictures, but he was just cutting up pictures for some reason. But anyway, so while they're looking around the apartment, he's still in there, and he's in his underwear, and like he stares at Jane in the hall, and he starts running towards her. So Ben's like, oh my god, no! But he ends up taking a quick left and just flies right outside the window <laughs> and jumps out of it. He's at least like seven or eight stories up. At least, yeah. And they show us everything. I was, I thought mm -hmm. they were going to cut away. No, they show us his whole body sailing through the air all the way down to the concrete. We have to have the unrated version then. Because I feel like if it's a PG-13 movie, that they would probably cut away before he actively hit the ground. But we yeah, saw him. What else would they give us? I wonder. Again, like there's if not we too didn't much have the movie. unrated, I feel like they would cut. Sure. I feel like he would jump off, and then it would probably just be like a sound or something. But they I show think. him literally jumping and falling all the way until he hits the ground. It was kind of alarming. I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't know I was going to see his whole body hit the ground like this. You know who Bruno reminds me of is the guy that plays um, in Freaky. Vince Vaughn. Yes, he does kind of have Vince Vaughn energy for yeah. sure. He's just like really tall. Maybe it's just. It has a receding guy. hairline. Yeah. Oh my god. Tall, bad receding hairline. hairline. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. But yeah, I, I also I can definitely see that. But yeah, he 
jumps out the window and kills himself. I spent the whole movie comparing these actors and actresses to like other people. Because from the very beginning, I was like, the main character looks like Richie from Scream 5. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stormy thought that Joshua Jackson looked like uh, Jack Quaid, which, I mean, he doesn't not look like him. They look pretty similar. I guess they're just basic white Shaggy men, hair yeah. and, like, the scruff mm-hmm. and, yeah, white men. They can they seem pretty familiar. And it was enough for me to be like, huh? Yeah. When she said it, I was like, is that Richie? But It yeah. feels like it. Jack Quaid is really hot. I don't know what it is about him. He's so hot. Have you ever seen The Boys on Amazon? No. He's like naked at sometimes in that movie Ooh. or in that TV show. And he's I just love hot. naked men. <laughs> just kidding. He's pretty hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so Adam kills himself or Bruno kills himself. And after this, they're like, we got to get out of this country. We got to get back to New York. Let's get out of here. I feel like here. they should have made that decision a long, <laughs> a long time, time ago, ago, but whatever. When I, hit the wo- when I thought I hit the woman in the middle of the road, I would have like, just turned home. around and drove back to the airport. I'm going home. I'm going to go I'm gonna go be with my family. I don't know if my dad's alive because they don't tell us if he is or isn't. Right. Um, but I'd be like, I'm going home. Like, I can't be in the country where I, I, I hit somebody with a car. <laughs> you know, I can deal with this if I live in America. I can't stay in Japan. Anywhere else. Like, I got to go. If I hit somebody, if I, re- if I truly hit somebody with a car, yeah, I can't be in that country. I gotta <laughs> go. But yeah, after he kills himself, they're like, okay, let's get out of here. So they're like packing everything up. Um, but when they get back to the uh, apartment, of course, their wedding photos have arrived from New York. And so they open the wedding photos and they see that Magumi was in those pictures also. So we know that she was haunting them before the car accident. Mm-hmm. She's, and like, she she's always been with us. Always been with them. So she's like, I was kind of pissed off at first because they get back to the apartment and Ben was like throwing everything in the suitcase. And right away you hear Jane go, we can't leave. And I was like, <laughs> for my, what? Yeah, Why? I was so pissed. <laughs> I made a, a fucking 180. If I was fucking Regan from The Exorcist, my head was going to start spinning. I was like, bitch, what are you talking about? We can't leave. But then, yeah, we see the pictures and we know that she's been around no matter what. So they decided to just go to bed. Go to sleep, and they're like, "Well, try well and they the only have to make it to like the next morning because Megumi's gonna be cremated the next morning." Yeah, for her funeral, right? Since they found her dead body, mm-hmm. but that night is pretty intense because while they're in bed, uh, Megumi. For one, the problem is <laughs> in my brain is Jane left room for Megumi. She did. She, they're like <laughs> there is, so far they're on away opposite sides of the bed. Of course, <laughs> Megumi is gonna crawl up there. And Megumi stays on her thought shit because she tries to fuck him twice <laughs> in this night. <laughs> or she's like at least very, yeah. Very see, provocative with very what she's Very provocative. Haunting, but also <laughs> horny. I think that's going to try to make him uncomfortable probably. Because right. she, yeah, he sees her just in the apartment, uh, like staring at her, him from bed pretty much. And she comes to the edge of the bed and she cross inductively onto him and starts to take off her clothes. And then what is the craziest? Corpse. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rotted corpse. She takes off her, like her little dress that she has on and we just see her back, but it's pretty much the back of a rotted corpse. She was giving like the species monster from the movie species <laughs> or like the monsters in the movie decoy. So I was like, what is happening? I was like, this is crazy. But he wakes up obviously and as he goes um, to the bathroom, I think, right? He goes. To yeah, the he goes to like wash his face. That's what it is. He hears like a noise. And so he goes back to the room and Megumi's in there brushing her hair. <laughs> and then she gets up and like stares at him. And so he falls to the ground and like starts crawling back and she crawls up on him pretty much. And then she has a fucking long ass rotted tongue coming out of her mouth. And she immediately starts making tongue out fucks him with it Crazy. down his throat, which is also choking him. She's <laughs> killing him with her tongue. And him, the sound of him choking wakes up Jane. <laughs> and Jane just sees her husband on the floor, 
drowning in his own blood. Flies flying out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, Scary image. And she just like lets him flail around on his back. I don't know if it's just me, but like if somebody's choking, like lay them on their side. Maybe let him spit out yeah. some of the Because he's spitting up like liquid and right. fluid. No, so. she just lets him drown in it. Um. <laughs> and he like passes out. So I'm like, oh, he's dead. Right. I fully thought he was dead. So did I. He didn't, unfortunately. But he's hot while he's flying all around on the ground. Like, is he? Yeah. John Stuart Jackson is hot. Again, maybe it's just from like being a kid and like. I mean, I'm not saying he's unattractive, but I don't think. His shirt comes up a little bit. He's in a little oh, boxers. The, belly, the V. It's all very hot to me. But anyway, <laughs> so he like passes out. And so she gets up and she's yelling, yelling like fucking uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. And I know what you did last summer. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Pretty much. <laughs> and so she gets fucking yanked by these fucking, start we call them Amazon curtains. <laughs> they're yeah. like the thinnest thing ever. And they're like, she's getting choked the fuck out. It, they grab her, drag her to the window <laughs> and she's tangled up in them and they're choking her out. And I fully was like, I am not about to go out with these Amazon curtains. <laughs> But then, like, it's also, like, forcing her against the window. <laughs> her face is, like, <laughs> cracking against the window. It looks like uh, the girl in uh, Jurassic World. Or not Jurassic World. Jurassic Park. The Lost World. Where she, like, hits the fucking ground in that truck when it's, like, dangling off the... Oh. <laughs> and the grass is, like, cracking on her face. That's what it looks like. Worse. I thought you were talking about when they were in the pods in Jurassic World. Oh, I mean, I guess it could be like that, too. But, it, yeah, it looks worse, though, because the CGI glass is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Awful. Megumi's, like... I mean, we can only assume it's Megumi <laughs> shoving her into this mo- window. And she's talking to him. And she's like, this is why she he left. He never loved you. And then she flies backwards. The glass the explodes. W- <laughs> <laughs> I half ex- expected her to, like, knock over a candle and, like, the whole apartment to explode. Very James Bay. <laughs> James. Um, James Bay. <laughs> is that a singer? That's a singer, no? James Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. James yeah. Bay is a singer. Doesn't he sing like that? Oh, uh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Doesn't he sing like <laughs> Seven Days or something? Seven Days. <laughs> seven days. <laughs> he is. He's an English songwriter. <laughs> singer songwriter. Um, Let It Go. Um, Hold Back the River. Okay, I don't know any of these songs. Um, I knew it. <laughs> who sings that song about like seven... Um, like something about being seven years old, Lucas or something. Oh, once I was seven. That years song. That's I know. That's what I thought James Bay was. Let's see. I, we're completely off. If that's Lucas Graham, right? <laughs> we just don't know. It's no. Oh, uh, Lucas Graham is a pop band. Oh yeah, he's the one that did Seven Years. Okay, work. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> Michael Bay. I was expecting an explosion, but we all we get is glass. <laughs> also, guys, we completely skip uh, past the fact that they. Or an entire like apartment building by themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is crazy when because they get to Japan and like the people in this fancy ass company or whatever, um, they have it set up where they have like a studio downstairs for him to do photo shoots, and then they have their apartment upstairs. And they're like, "Yeah, you're the only ones in the building, also." So I, I would have been like, "I'm not so like this your apartment's building. the only one that's done." I guess they're like refurbishing it. Yeah, like re- like renovating them or something. What's that at the bottom? We just got to the music. Oh, the I end. was like, "What the fuck?" Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I would have been like, no, I, I fully thought somebody was recording with us. I was like, a third audio just popped <laughs> in on the computer. <laughs> it's uh, it's Megumi. Honestly, hey, girl, we're on your Wait, side. We're okay. on, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, hey, oh, okay, Sorry work. to talk shit about the curtains, girl. I don't know oh, what to tell you. <laughs> they shouldn't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> that awful company did. 
yeah, anyway, so this happens. The glass explodes, and my, uh, I was about to call him Joshua. Ben <laughs> wakes up, and he's alive, and they go to Megumi's funeral the next day. We see her get cremated. We see her decompose corpse in, her, <laughs> in the casket. Yeah, in the we see her go- nose <laughs> catch on fire. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of sad. It was very sad to see that decomposed corpse go up in flames. But with that, they're like, well, we're free. And so they fly back to New York. They go about their lives. They're happy-go-lucky again. Um, you know they left in a hurry because when they get back to their apartment, the bouquet from the wedding is there on the table dying. So I'm like, damn, they really just picked up and left right after the wedding. That's crazy. Again, I would be like, girl, give me some time. Right. Oh, yeah, because when the wedding ha- ends, she's like, the car comes in an hour to take us to the airport. I so was you like, need God to consummate damn. this marriage. Yo, imagine booking your wedding on the same day that your flight goes out to Japan. Honestly, that's the way to do it. Like, I'm married now. I'm fucking leaving. True. I'm never talking to any of you True. again. I would leave. Yeah, I guess you're right. That would be the way. To go. But it sounds so stressful. Oh, yeah, for sure. To have a wedding and a fucking international flight on the same day. <laughs> I just plan on sleeping that international flight. That's all. I plan on sucking dick and cock. Oh, my God. Always. I'm ready for the Mile High Club, girl. Especially if it's like fucking 14 hours on this flight. I'm going mean, to be horny enough. at some time. So. And they, prob- they probably um, were first class, no? I would assume so. They better. I wonder how many um, flight attendants have caught people fucking. Oh, my God. Probably countless, girl. I bet it's like exhausting to them. Especially I know in first class. I feel like if I was in first class, I would fuck every time. Yeah, there's so much room. You get blankets. You get blankets. Hand jobs up the ass. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like we touched down in Dallas. Oh, uh-huh. imagine you were coming. You're coming over at least Dallas. three different states. Oh my God. You're like, you know how some flights. We're flying they over have the four corners. And I'm like, you want to erupt right now <laughs> at the four corners? You can say you came in four states at one time. A dream. You know those flights that have like the maps where it shows you over. Oh, where you are. Like what state you're over. Yeah. Just be like, oh, we're in New York. Go again. <laughs> Every time we hit a different state, I'm like, you, you oh ready to go? God. <laughs> Whoever <Yeah>. I'm with, <laughs> you ready to go? Another state, you better perk up. I mean, there's 50 states, but there's not. I don't know. That's a lot of come. Right. Anyway, so they're back <laughs> in New York. Um, and so she, at this point, uh, Ben's gone for the day. And so Jane's like looking at pictures that they took when they came home from the wedding and had sex. And she sees that Megumi's in the pictures, obviously. So she does like the, like the like flip a book flip thing. book. Yeah. yeah. So she does that. And she, she sees that the ghostly figure <laughs> Megumi crossed towards them while they're on the floor, then gets up and then walks towards the picture of Jane that's setting that's on the wall and like disappears into it. So she's like, hmm, she's trying to like to tell me something. And she's trying to like give me a sign. So she goes and finds Ben's old suitcase from Tokyo, which I guess he never fucking unpacked when he came home after having this girl sexually assaulted. So he has everything in this fucking suitcase still. She brings out the camera that he had. She plugs it in and we discover, I mean, the big twist in the movie is that when they were attempting to have her be dumped by him, Adam and Bruno decided to roofie this girl to drug her. And then pretty much sexually assault her, take pictures of her to, to blackmail take, her. Yeah, blackmail pictures. Which would that really be? I mean, Japanese culture is a lot more again. Strict, like he said, I guess. yeah, like her family yeah. was very traditional. Didn't want her to be with him. So, so I mean, I guess that would work. But like, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, so you have pictures of my tits? Well, I don't fucking care. There's yeah, I like, mean, I would be like, whatever. But there's like, like twenty guys on my phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like the whole Discord. <laughs> but the act obviously is very heinous in nature and i mean ben is like trying to tell fucking jane he's like well 
And I'm happy with this movie. I mean, again, it's like a trigger warning, obviously, for sexual assault. Um, the good thing is, is, of course, they don't show, show too, it. too much. Um, but obviously, again, like the lead up to it is still very uncomfortable. So they're like in the apartment after they, they've drugged her. You know, Adam and Ben are like all rubbing on her. and uh, Or not Ben, uh, Bruno. are all rubbing on him. You know, Ben's taking pictures. And he leaves the room. And so he was like trying to tell Jane. He's like, well, I didn't do I didn't touch that girl. And she's like, but you were able to like, you took the pictures. You knew what they were doing. And you were able to just continue living your life. And if I didn't know, you would have been fine living like this. I'm not spending my life like that. But like the... The heartbreaking part in that scene, obviously outside of like sexual assault, is Megumi is repeatedly calling out for Ben. For him like, to help her. Calling out his name, asking for help. And he's just standing in the kitchen ignoring her. So or taking pictures of it. Right. You're and an awful fucking person. Piece of shit. And we also see like right before when he gave her the drink that they drugged and he was like he was apologizing to her. So obviously you're an asshole. Obviously right. she lost her father. She needs some type of support. She was dating you and ignoring her family's wishes to be with you. And now, you know, she needs support because her father's dead and you push her away. And then you deliberately are like, Hey, I'm so sorry for treating you. He, I mean, we hear him say it. So obviously, you know, you're a dick, but and you use that as a way to lure her in. And yeah, so of course she's going to exact revenge on you, idiot. So he's like, again, trying to make it seem like he's the better person in this situation. But Jane's like, well, no, now we know why your friends were killed. We know why Megumi is after us. And yeah, Jane, the baddest bitch. I was like, yes, I was ready to, if I was in a theater, I would have been like, everybody get up and clap right now. Because <laughs> Jane was essentially like, she's not after me, bitch. She's after you. Yeah, exactly. She first says, I need some time to think. And immediately I'm like, no, bitch, you need a divorce. So then she, right <laughs> after I said that, like stops and she turns around and she goes, actually, I'm not going to spend my life with someone like you. And I was like, oh, yes! I was <laughs> clapping. And so she leaves and he tries to chase after her and the door locks behind her. And so Makumi still around, even though she had her body burned at her funeral. So then, of course, you know, Ben's like, this is what you wanted, huh? The whole time. So he starts taking pictures and he ends up taking a picture where we do see that she is on his neck. Because since the <laughs> She's accident She's riding happened, him literally on his shoulders. Crazy. Because when the accident first happened, he's like, my, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like I got banged up. Like, it hurts. My neck hurts. And they don't give us too much. He has, like, one scene where he goes to the hospital or to the doctor. <laughs> and, like, they're weighing him. And the girl, like. The, the nurse is like, what the fuck? Yeah, because he goes to, like, 200, almost 300 pounds just by himself. Yeah. And she's like, that dick must be. <laughs> just kidding. Just Stop. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And the doctor just like, well, we'll give you pain pills. And so, like, you know, they show him. They cut back to times in the movie where I wasn't paying attention to him that much. Where he's, like, grabbing his neck. And he's always in pain. And come to find out, yeah, she's sitting on him. So, he. Decides to try to burn her off, I guess. He takes like a, a bulb, like a flash bulb, and yeah. like he deliberately holds it up to himself and burns himself. And then he gets like. Trying to burn her off of him, which I guess. Is like, I don't understand that. I mean, he's, I guess at that point, he's probably just lost it and just doesn't know what to do because she's still around and, you know, he's she. He's hysterical. He's like, this will work. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work. Burns his neck. And then he decides to dis disembowel this light and then so it's just wires and then just holds it to his temple yeah and shocks himself and the next shot is we get, <laughs> we get him in the fucking psychi uh, psych hospital psych probably yeah yeah <laughs> and he's sitting of course leaning over the entire way we see of course the bird marks on his neck and his temple and the nurse comes in gives him something to like eat or something and then she leaves and the swinging door goes back and forth and then the movie ends with the image of Magumi just holding onto his back Little spider monkey. And it ends. And he screams. Oh, like he it cuts scream. away and all you hear is him scream. And I I'm love like, it. Oh. 
It was satisfying. If he wasn't going to die in this movie, I'm happy it ended like that. He has to suffer forever. Yeah. And that's Shudder, everybody. It is. So good. 2008. I, I like that movie a lot. I want to go back and watch the original now. Which is crazy because the original apparently came out in 2004. So they were, America was Damn, like. They were, they're like, oh, this is good. Let's hop on it. Yeah, immediately. They're like, the grudge did great. The ring was amazing. Let's do this one. Yeah. But yeah, it was only four years later that they made this version. I want to go back and watch the original now. Because if I like the remake this much, then I feel like, of course, I'm going to have to like the original. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know. I've said that before. But J-Horror is always way better than American Horror. So how many Polaroids are we rating this movie out of Ooh, probably a four i would definitely give it a four i do think i want more gore you're right that's me always though and also like i wish you're right i want to see these men i want him tortured i do i want him to be more tortured both all, all three of them. them yeah i mean i guess like the jumping out of the window is pretty graphic but like but that's a quick death it is i want you to be I want him to be if, sliced up. I want him to right. cut himself up because of Megumi before or something. Right. Whenever he's cutting the pictures, I was like, oh, he's killing himself. Yeah. I mean, You're right. She does. So but like happy? not the satisfying way. You're right. Satisfying to us. You're right. You're right. You're right. And you know, some of the, again, like the uh, completely neglecting anybody uh, who's speaking Japanese in this movie is also annoying. Um, I guess some of the CGI again hasn't aged the best. <sighs> Okay, I'll do three and a half. I will stay at three and a half. But I do really enjoy this movie. I was going to stay with four, girl. I don't know. you going to stick with four? Work. Yeah. I really enjoy this movie. I've always really enjoyed this movie. Um, It's really... St- it stood up. Like, it's still stayed good in my mind. It stayed great in my ranks. And I was worried, like, because we have revisited a lot of movies that I loved whenever I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then I see them now and I'm like, oof. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was worried that this one was going to be one of them, but no. It's still good. It's still enjoyable. Really I'd rewatch. And I don't think it's streaming anywhere. We had to go. I got it from our local record shop, Zia Records, <laughs> which is even local because it's in like a few different states. Um, but we had to go and purchase a physical copy. I don't think it is streaming. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu? If you have Showtime premium. Showtime or right? Yeah, if you have the premium subscription, you uh, have Hulu. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm not rolling like that, so. Me either, girl. I had to go buy a $5 Blu-ray copy from the store. It's also on Amazon, bitch. For rent, though, right? I'm double-checking. Yeah, please double-check. I'm about to fucking tosses the table right now. All it says is, <laughs> yeah, $3.99. Okay, cool. Whatever, then. I'm chilling. I also don't mind owning it, so I got a Blu-ray copy, so I'm so kind of So it's on Amazon if you want to stream it. And yeah, I definitely recommend this one, you guys. If you haven't seen it, it really is a good movie. Um, some great uh, scares happen in this movie. I love, again, anything with photography. And I love that we have a whole movie that focuses in on that aspect. And yeah, I mean, good twist. Um, Team Megumi. I'm going to make Team Megumi shirts, I think. Oh, my God. And sell Just them. a camera. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, my God. A camera. A bloody camera. Yeah. Yes. And what else defines Megumi? A bottle of cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> she kills herself via cyanide poisoning. I don't remember if we addressed we that. We didn't, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I won't. Maybe that's insensitive. But Team Megumi shirts for everybody. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, yeah, this girl work. Um, but yeah, such a good movie. I loved it. I enjoyed uh, another great addition to this month. I'm really excited for the rest of this month. Work. And we will be back. So I guess before we go, Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us streaming on pretty much every platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. 
You can email us at slasherpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, you want to shout them out? Yeah, let's go and shout out our Patreon members. So with our opening kill tier, we have A Nightmare on Fear Street. And with our final girl tier, we have, of course, Sarah G, Yvette R, Michael D, Annie C, Patience C. So thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. Again, go ahead and join us. We have three different tiers. And um, again, I mean, this month is going to be busy. So we've also been discussing um, maybe the aspect of even doing for Patreon only, guys. Sorry. But, like, the aspect of doing, like, blogging, if we go out and, like, watch a movie together. Um, also, we live in Vegas, so we have Zach Baggins' Honk New Museum. We have, you know, Nightmare Toys. The Clown Motel's not too far from here. So there's plenty of things that we could do actively in terms of vlogging and being spooky. So we've been talking about that. So, I mean, hey, go support the Patreon. Um, the more support we have, you know, the more these things can be done easily. So definitely do what you got to do, y'all, and we will be back next week. All right. Stay spooky, guys. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.